I got my crosshairs on you, pal. You seem really stressed out. Christian Kane. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. Jeff in Las Vegas. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Sorry. I'm having a plumbing problem in the house. So I was trying to take care of that. Oh, no but, worries. No worries. Oh, that hat today. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. We're all quarantined and looking our best or looking our worst. It doesn't matter. You look great. I loved Almost Paradise. I mean, I, it reminded me of the old Hawaii Five-O series. You know, I know there's a new one, but it just, it gives such an authenticity to shoot in the Philippines. And what, what did you think of when Dean Devlin told you, we're going to shoot an American series in the Philippines, and just the logistics of that must have made your head spin? Well, I'd known about the project for a couple of years, and Dean actually, um, it's a funny story, Dean sat me down and asked me to go to lunch and said, hey, you want to do The Librarians? And I was actually on the road with Skeet Ulrich on uh, a tour bus with Jim Wilson, who directed it, and Skeet Ulrich promoting a movie we did 50 to 1. Dean goes, let's have lunch. And he said, do you want to do The Librarians? And I said, absolutely. And he goes, I've got another project for you, but you're too young for it. And, you know, cut to five years later. And he was toying with the fact of taking it to Hawaii. And then he came up with the idea of going to the Philippines, and I thought it was great. And I tell you something, the reason why it's great is because Dean Devlin literally used the Philippines as another actor. So I'm acting with the Philippines as well as the rest of the cast. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, my first my – first, uh, the first movie I did was Ed TV with McConaughey, but, but it was a small part. The, big, the first big movie I did the year after, which was Crossfire Trail with Tom Selleck. It was me and Tom Selleck. It was a Louis L'Amour thing. So I got to be very good friends with Tom, and I did channel his character a lot on, on, uh, for Magnum P.I. on this thing. So was it, was it important for Dean uh, to use local crew and actors in this new series, Filipino actors? And it just, again, it gives it such an authenticity. It was very important for him to use, you know, he's, he's half Filipino and as a Filipino American, he really wanted to, uh, it's just, hey, it doesn't work with the other, uh, doesn't work with the other, uh, with the show if you don't have the Filipino actors. And it just made sense to have the whole crew be Filipino too. But i tell you something, man, you, I never felt like an outsider. They never treated me as an American or as a foreigner. Uh, as soon as I stepped foot on that set, we all became friends and some of those guys are still my family to this day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it would have been the same the other way around. But I tell you what, I never felt like an outsider. I never felt like I was out of place. And it was because of the crew, and especially because of the other actors, Sam Rochelle, Art Acuna, and Noni, they all made me feel right at home. So it was very, it was very, I'm very fortunate that that happened to me because, uh, you know, fish out of water type situation. Yeah, because I think your character has just enough humor and there's just enough action that balances out. And I love his gruff voice. I know you're gruffy to begin with, but did you put some extra gruff in that voice? I had to be very careful because, you know, when I played Elliot Spencer, Elliot Spencer talks like this. So I had to find a, find a medium there some way. But my voice goes deep sometimes when I'm acting. I don't know why. But uh, I did. I put a little bit of gruff in it just because uh, he's seen more than I have. You know, XDEA. He's been around the blocks, probably done so many drugs, it's ridiculous. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. He comes there to relax, and there's just absolutely no peace that he can find, which is fun for the character. And you brought the humor up. The humor is his defense mechanism. You know what I mean? He uses that, which unlike any other characters that I've played for Dean Devlin, which is just my third role for him, um, 
he uses humor to cover up stuff. And, uh, and I thought that that was just fantastic. And some of the times it lands and some of the times it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's even funnier because it doesn't land. So that was the, that's the fun of playing this character. And uh, working with Sam, this was her first big series, her first major role. I understand you were at our, at our audition too. I was. Me and Dean had flown in a couple of uh, weeks early, about a month early, actually, to, uh, to Manila to audition everyone. So I got to, he wanted to see, it was very important for him not to cast a Filipino actress or Filipino actor. Um, he wanted to see the chemistry because he could have cast people you never know. So he brought me over. We've been about three days in Manila meeting with everyone. And, um, and uh, you know, Sam, Sam fit the bill, you know, and so did Art. When Art stepped into the room, I looked over at Dean, I go, that's the guy. And of course he got the role, but Sam was uh, Sam's a trooper. You know, she hadn't really acted before and she stepped right into the role. She's got the look, she had the attitude, but most importantly, she had the ability to learn. And that's what I did my whole career. I'm still learning from everyone that I work with. Next episode, the unbelievable Richard Kahn comes in. This is my fourth project with him and he's a dear friend. I know him very well. He's also my golf buddy, but I still learn from him every time he's on set. You know, if you can, if you can't, you, you know, the acting is the study of people. And when you stop doing that, you stop learning. And I don't think anybody, the best, the best never stop. I just spoke to Richard Kind. He has a new movie coming out this week called The Bellman. Yeah, and he just, he was fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic in this, man. And he really, he opens up, we've kind of got some backstory on Alex, but he really comes in and opens up the whole box, the Pandora's box for everybody. So, uh, and it's fun because it's just, you know, it was written, it was written by Gary Rosen, who's a a co-creator of the show. He created it with Dean. And he's really good friends with Richard. So it was written very funny. You know, when you have Richard kind in the show, you've got to have some comedy, but Richard found so many great things to take out of there and make it serious. And, and I remember Dean saying back in Los Angeles, when I was still in the Philippines, he was in LA he said, I'm walking by the editing room and people are laughing in there. And then the door opened, they all had tears in their eyes. And I said, that's Richard kind. And I work really well with him. And so it's fun. It's going to be a fun episode to watch. And if you had any criticism about, you know, the, the, the stereotype of the white knight coming in to save, save everybody because, you know, they, they need your help in the Philippines and the, and the law enforcement wants you to help and you come in with all this knowledge and, and incredible moves and, and all your ways. Have you had any blowback from that or is it just something? Fortunately for me, we had a whole Filipino crew and, a, and the rest of the cast is Filipino. Um, Dean was very smart about that. And also Dean was very smart about the bad guys in this show are never Filipino. We're portraying them in such a great light. You know what I mean? Everybody looks at the Philippines as this, as this, you know, place that there's so much beauty there. There's so much spirituality and there's so many more colors than the rest of Asia. I honestly believe. And, um, and so he never put the, the Filipinos are not the bad guys, you know? And so the great thing that he played off of that to answer your question is he, he made sure I don't want to be a part of it. I'm not coming in to save anybody. They keep dragging me in because of my wealth of knowledge that I didn't get from America, that I got from Brazil, that I got from Russia, all his time undercover in different countries. So yes, I'm the American, but I'm also this worldly guy that represents all the countries because he's seen the bachelor, you know. And shooting on location in the Philippines, did you have a lot of crowds showing up, you know, just to watch the movie making, filmmaking, TV process? Because I would assume when they see cameras and everything, they want to watch. 
Yeah, everybody over there knows who we are now, and they, they would always yell out my name or yell out Almost Paradise, and it was a blessing. And, you know, some of the roughest parts of town we filmed in, and, you know, it was fantastic. They would all come out. They would all sit there. I remember we drove a Hummer through a barn, through a barn door, and there were 250 kids. I, I filmed it on my iPhone. There were 250 kids outside waiting to see that. They stuck around for hours. So after I pulled out, I did a U-turn in the Hummer, and I stopped and got out and said hi to all of them. Uh, never did you feel uncomfortable. Never did you feel anything. They all came out to watch, and they're, they're very proud of it. They were really proud that we were filming there, but I think once they see it, because it really hasn't aired over there yet, once they see it, they're going to be very, very proud. Dean not only is Filipino-American, he portrayed the Philippines in such a great light. That's awesome. And I know you're a big cook and you're a big foodie. So tell me about the food over in the Philippines because I have a Filipino family, you know, married into, you know, 30-something years ago. So I can't imagine trying balut for the first time. I just can't do it. Listen, they, they got me a real egg. They got me an egg and hard-boiled, and I said, absolutely not. I said, somebody go get balut right now because I want I want to, you know, I, okay, so you said I like to cook. Absolutely. I'm a self-proclaimed chef. At this point, I'm probably a chef. But it's, you can't be a chef. You cannot call yourself a chef and not be able to try stuff. And so I was there. So I tried the eel soup and I tried the balut. And the balut is tough to handle. But I ate five of them. And once the first one went down, you kind of knew what you were expecting and it kind of took a turn for the better. Uh, I, I wouldn't race back over to have it again, but it was good stuff. So you've had balut? I've seen it, but I've had enough sticky rice to kind of make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I lost. I was. Eat, I didn't not eat over there, but I lost about ten pounds during that shoot, man. Just gradually because uh, the food's healthier than it is here. It just is. I mean, there's a lot of. We ate a lot of lechon, which was the which was you know the big pig they put on the thing, and that was that's pretty fattening. But that's so good, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I lo I love the food. With everyone quarantined right now, and I know you didn't have a chance to do the big blowout publicity because of the quarantine, but the show has found an audience. It's doing gangbusters. So I just, it, that just shows the, the proof and the, and the concept that uh, your show's a hit because you must be doing something right if people are watching it on their own and finding it on their own. Listen, we didn't get to do anything. I, uh, I, I, I flew out. We wrapped at 6.30 in the morning, and we were on a plane at noon, a little bit after noon, me and Dean, just to get back. We were on the last flight out of the Philippines. Uh, in Manila to get back to Los Angeles. And then once we landed, it was over. I didn't get to do any publicity. Thank God for you guys reaching out like this and getting to help us. But you know, it's the Caniacs. I have a group of people that follow me that are called the Caniacs and they're the best. I mean, you know, they helped out with leverage. They helped out the librarians and I asked them to help me on this and they did. And you know, a show like this in the situation that we're in right now, we keep going up in ratings every week and that's just unheard of on a normal show, you know, on, on, a, on a big network show. And for us to just keep going up a little bit, man, it's just a testament to them, man. They've, they've really supported us. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad you said it. Thank you for saying that. I don't know if we're a hit, but people seem to really enjoy the show. And, and more importantly, people seem to have gotten behind the characters that we're playing. You're very fortunate especially in this time. Well, I think the theme of the show and the comedy and the action, and it's a throwback to those kind of fun 80s, you know, MacGyver kind of shows. But I think what I love the most about it is that I'm in the Philippines. It's an escapism. I've been sitting in here for seven weeks in Las Vegas, and I get to, and I'm a big Hawaii freak because we have a lot of Hawaiian relatives, and, and we haven't been to Hawaii yeah. go. So I just love the escape that I'm in the Philippines. That's what I love about the show. Well, that's what I tried to tell everybody. I said, look, you're at home right now anyway. You know, when I first started talking about the show, I said, everyone's at home. We're all going stir crazy. I said, you know, I, I would be honored to be your tour guide. Let me take you on a trip to the Philippines every week. And that seems to be what we're doing. And so, uh, you know, the, the quarantine hurt us, but maybe it's helping just a little bit because we get to take people on a vacation that, that, that they don't get to go on right now. 
and uh, rumors of season two? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't confirm anything just yet, but Dean Devlin's a good guy to ask. I think he loves this show so much. He's put a lot of his heart and a lot of his effort, and this is all his culture and his background. So uh, I don't think he'd let this show go anywhere. And uh, we've got really good um, – there'll be some news coming pretty quick, man. I'm really excited. That's awesome. Well, uh, congratulations on the show, and uh, thank you for talking to me today, taking some time out, and uh, we'll do it again real soon. Man, anytime you need, man, you let me know. Get me and Richard Kind on there together, and then you got a show, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. We'll try to get a hold of Richard because he we had a great conversation, and you know, I just I've been a fan of his for so many years, and I just he's just like that uh, in real life, like he's on on screen, just this nice, funny, oh, affable guy. Sure. Yeah, like I said, he's my golf partner. We, we are, we're fortunate enough sometimes to get to go do celebrity golf tournaments for very good causes. And um, me and him always fly in at Daylary and play golf together. I, I, I owe him so much money still. He keeps racking up the bill. But um, he's a great guy, man. Yeah, you, I think you, if you, since you're a Richard Kind fan, which we all are, uh, I think you're really going to love the episode, man. It's just, he's fantastic. In it. Yeah. Well, I'm Listen, about... I'm only four episodes in. I'm kind of savoring it. You know, I don't want to, I, I, I binge watch everything, but certain shows, because yeah. I'm locked up here, I don't want to yeah. lose it. Right. So I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing with Bosch right now. I'm only watching one episode a night and usually I would watch the whole, uh, <laughs> man, listen, you ever need anything, you give me a call, buddy. I'll, I'll be there for you. Thank you awesome. so much for this. I appreciate it. You, you have a good time and uh, stay safe. You as well, Bob. I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hold on. I see you are taking your stress management very seriously.